Well, hello and welcome to another podcast. First, I want to talk about the gas prices. We all know about gas prices nowadays. And as of June the 11th, the average gas price has finally reached $5 a gallon. First time ever. $5 a gallon. I've seen $5 a gallon before but not the average. There's no telling when the prices are going to come down. Everything's just going up. I've never seen it go up like this unless we're in a recession. Uh, We're not in one, but with the prices and all that's going up on everything, uh, it might as well be in one. But what we all need to do to fix this problem is be sure you get out and vote. Because that's where we solve them kind of issues. If you let the wrong people get in power in the office, regardless what office, local government or higher If they make the wrong decisions, as we can see, that's what's going on now. We all going to have to suffer and pay for their mistakes. So let's get the right people in the office and let's get it back where it was. Dollar something or two dollars something a gallon, half of what it is now. I mean, I know there's people out there that are financially capable of handling all this. But there's a lot out there that's just not able to handle this financially at all. Some of them, I've heard people said they just can't drive their car. They just park it and take public uh, transit. They said it's, it's cheaper. They don't have to worry about maintenance uh, the gas price, uh, it's, it's just better off going that direction. So it, 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 something's got to be done to fix all this issue. I have gotten my Starlink system up and running. And if you watched any of my videos on my Entrepreneur Box YouTube channel, You see, I had a little issue of the original system that I had. So I got a replacement, and I got it up and running, and I got it up on a tower 20 feet up in the air. If somebody runs over it now, they really don't need driver's license. But so far, it's been doing good. I did my first uh, video live stream hangout on my heating and air channel on YouTube last night it had a little hiccups it drops out still because I have trees in the way on one side but not enough to persuade me not to stream live with it even the ones that was watching it they said it it, it was not it was dropouts, but it was like just for like three or four seconds. 
And that's what I've been seeing on the uh, ping that I've been run that I run when um, when I was streaming live. It'll say time out two or three times and then it, it will connect back. So it's doing quite well. Um, after I got a few updates for the software itself, it really made a world of difference. The upload, it, it just almost doubled and it's consistent now. And if you want to see where I install it, how I install it and all, be sure to go over there to YouTube and look up Entrepreneur Box and you will see where I actually installed it, where the accident happened to the original one and you see all the network set up in the server rack and all that good stuff that I have here in the studio. I'm still looking to sell the Wisp business. I had a few. I may still have a few that's interested in it. I had one from Virginia, West Virginia, I do believe it was, that wants to come back and actually meet some of the customers and stuff. Haven't heard back from them yet. And they said about two, two and a half months they want to do that. And it's getting close to that time. I may just reach out to them at the end of the month and just see if they're still interested in it or not. And I got some local people that's interested in it. But the reason why I want to sell it, not because it's a headache or it's too much work. It's the very opposite. It's very little work. You, you install a client, put up the CPE, you run the wire and put in the router and set up their account. It just runs. It takes the payments automatically. They don't make a payment. Well, it disconnects them. They make a payment. It reconnects them. And the most problem I have is if it's a power surge or outage, people just unplug, you know, need to unplug their equipment and plug it back in. It reconnects to the tower and they got internet. I had a roll of bad ethernet wire that had some bad spots in it and I put it the connections of the wire out in the field and they worked when I tested it and put it in. It was all working. And over time, that wire with uh, in use, with a little stress on it, it quit. So I had to go replace some of the wires. But the hardware itself, I haven't had any issues unless there's a power surge or an outage. Sometimes I have to go out there, very few, I say, probably in a year's time maybe five I have to go out there and take the radio and do a factory reset reprogram it for that client site plug it in and it's all back up and running have no issues plus another reason why I want to sell the internet with business is because I want to travel it's not stopping me 100% from traveling, but if I want to make a long distance travel, that's where it's actually stopping me of be able to do that because I'm the only one that's actually running the business. But if I had somebody else that actually owned it and had they had their own installer when I'm not here because I still live here and 
I have an RV actually in Sneeds Ferry where 90% of the clients are. I have one um, RV park that's an hour and a half away. But since I live here in Jacksonville and Sneeds Ferry is like 30 minute drive, I still be willing to help them to install, service, troubleshoot, and, and all that good stuff. Because I love doing it. But I want to have the opportunity, the option when I say, well, I want to go out of town to Texas in August for a week. I'll be able to just go and don't have to worry about the clients because somebody else owns it and they have somebody to actually be able to do what I am doing now while I'm gone. So it's a very good investment. It makes quite a bit of uh, revenue um, per month. It's just like my heating and air business. When I sold it, there's different ways I sold it. I sold parts and sold um, the clients uh list and stuff like that and that is still actually making me money because we had agreement that if i sell this to them i get a percentage per se um or like a fee per month for so many years so it's still making me money even though i sold it now, the whisk business, I'm not interested in making any money off of it. I just love doing the installs, meeting people. And it's very easy, a lot easier work than heat and air. I mean, you could, I could sit on a table and put the radios together and program them, the router and all, then go set it all up, run the wire, plug it in, they can set up the radios in the UISP software under the client's name and then they handle it, all the money and everything from there. So I'm not looking to make any money after I sell it. I just want to get that full responsibility of being tied down so I can't travel. It's... It's something that I've wanted to do when I sold my heating and air business, which I did travel a lot um, after I sold my heat and air business. Then I made a mistake and helped somebody get Internet. And then it just blew up from there. But if you're listening, if you're interested, I got each site broken down to its individual costs to purchase it. And I got what it will cost to get all of it so somebody out there the right person i'll find them eventually be able to get this uh restriction off of myself so i can actually get things done just like at my rv i can't get things done because i've just been installing so i have decided to basically uh stop installing new clients unless i lose a present uh, client. I have to lose one before I actually install somebody new. 
so I won't get too many because I don't want to get it so big that I actually have to start hiring people. That's the last thing. And one thing I won't do, I won't get it so big I have to actually have to hire people to do the work. If I can't handle it myself, I'm not going to get it any bigger. It's just as simple as that. Um, now that will hinder some people actually getting internet where well, that's just part of, you know, part of the way it goes because I just not going to do it unless I am able to sell it and then they can make it as big as they want because I don't even have not even half of each site. I think I got, I think one site I got half of that site that, um, with uh, internet there's like 20 I think there's like 50 sites in one RV park and I got like uh, 27 or 28 of them all the rest of them I don't even have half of the clients that's in each of the other RV parks so if you get every spot in every RV park that we're in there's over 500 potential clients plus the office of each place. And also, not only that, if there's homes around the RV park, you can get them internet as well, which I've done in one part. There's a house on outside of the RV park the one that's an hour and a half away and he just happened to know somebody that's in the RV park and he re- asked me about it could I get him internet and found out where his house was and I can almost stand at the building with the AP on it and throw a baseball into his yard just about so I got him internet so it's so much potential of growth it's just unbelievable i mean you could have somewhere between five six hundred clients by just getting equipment and just go install it but i don't want to get that big because if i get that big and i can't find anybody to buy it because the value is it going to be so high I'll be doing this for the rest of my life. And that's what I will not do. It it will get to a point where if I can't sell it, I'm going to have to just go take it all out and sell the equipment on eBay or something because I'm just not going to be tied down. But so long, I'm going to have to find somebody to buy it or I'm just going to have to shut it down. So as I said, if anybody's listening that, is interested in buying a WISP internet business, add to what you already have or start from scratch, well, here's your opportunity to get that done. Something else I want to talk about is Bitcoin. I sold all of my Bitcoin back in November of 2021 when it really spiked. And I'm glad I did because I saw the way things were going that it's going to tank. And that's exactly what has happened to it. Uh, Let's see. November 2021, when I sold all of my Bitcoin, it was like 69,000 per 
Bitcoin. Now, here it is on June the 17th. It's down to 20,000 and a half. I'm glad I got out of it when I did or I would lost so much of my investment that I actually put into Bitcoin over years when it actually started because I got into Bitcoin when it was less than a hundred dollars per Bitcoin and I put a little here a little there and build it up and then when it spiked I, I told myself I said if this ever gets to 70,000 I'm just going to just cash out and it sat at 69, 68 for a while. It's like fluctuating there, fluctuating. I'm like, something's going on. So I started looking around and investigating. And i like, I better just go ahead and cash out instead of waiting for it to hit 70000 And I'm glad I did because it, it was the right move because it's plummeted. I mean, it, it's in the tank. It is extremely difficult to raise kids nowadays with all the influence they have outside of the home. I mean, just things on the social media like Facebook Messenger, LinkedIn, Skype, Reddit, Snapchat, Telegram, WeChat, WhatsApp, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and that's just scratching the surface of things that they can be influenced by. Compared to what it was when I was raising up, none of that would even exist. Matter of fact, the internet didn't even exist. There was no internet. It was a Walkman. You put your cassette tape in it. You go outside and you ride your bike. Skin up your knees, wash them off, put band-aids on it. And what you do next weekend right back out there doing the same thing but it's hard to raise kids to raise them of what's right and what's wrong what you should do what you shouldn't do in life with all this garbage that is on social media that they hear basically every day it's it just makes it difficult so the parents now raising kids has it multiple times harder than what parents had back in just, you know, like 30 years ago. It's more harder. They got more obstacles in the way. It, it, it just, it's hard. And the single parents... Because the other parent was not willing to do what they supposed to do to make a family. Or the one that's a single parent. They didn't do what they supposed to do. So the other one is the one that left. Whatever it may be. Being a single parent. Is even harder. And then you see in the news where parents are getting arrested because they want they want to go to their children's school and voice their opinion and they get escorted out with by the police 
by just voicing their opinion. They didn't start a fight and they didn't use all this foul language and all that. They just standing there saying what they feel is right and wrong and what they want their kids taught in school and what not to be taught to their children in school. And they get escorted out by the police. What in the this world coming to? I thought that's the way it's supposed to work. Parents, I think they call it what, a PTA? You're supposed to have a meeting and discuss what's going on in the school, uh, what the parents do and do not agree with that's going on in the school, and then make change. I thought that's the way it's supposed to work, but now, no. If they don't like what you're saying, they just call in the police and get you escorted out. Some in handcuffs. Some actually get arrested. That's crazy. Something's got to be changing. That, that's just that's that's just as bad as high gas prices that I was talking about. Something's got to be done, and the only thing we can do is stand our ground and and vote and get the right people in there to get this changed. It's crazy. I'm glad I don't have kids in school because I'd be one of the first ones standing up and voicing my opinions and what my kids are going to be taught and what my kids are not going to be taught because you know they're not going to raise my kids the way they want to they're going to raise the kids the way i want them to be raised so i'm glad i'm not a parent of a young child because i'll be right there every meeting on the front row and as soon as they want to take questions from the audience my hand be one of the first ones up and after seeing all what i've been seeing on social media i have done away with twitter facebook instagram tiktok reddit snapchat telegram all of them only thing i have left is my youtube channels i have a radio station four of them actually on on the internet and I have podcasts that you're listening to here that's it I have my podcasts have my four radio stations and I have my YouTube channels that's it I'm not going not going to uh, get back on the other social medias when I done my hangout last night, one person came in here and says, Hey, I tried to send you a message on Facebook and you were gone. I said, yeah, that's one book that I closed forever. That's one book that I will never open again. It's just too much BS control on there. If you don't say you don't do what they feel that should be done you don't fit their narrative their agenda they just going to wipe you out i've seen it done on youtube as well but that's the one that i chose to stay on over all the others because i don't talk about political things on youtube that's where i mainly see on all social media people getting banned or people getting removed is because they're talking political 
um, rim. They talk about one side or the other, what this person's doing that shouldn't be doing. This person didn't win. This person didn't do that. Whatever it may be, that's where I see people having difficulties of staying on a platform. Well, I don't have that issue. But I just want to be able to make my podcast, sit here in my studio, have my radio stations, and I can do it all remotely. I can be anywhere and do that. I can have my hangouts. I have my radio, uh, my my uh, YouTube uh, show on Sundays, which will be today. And I can have my radio stations, which I'm working on that one to see what kind of content I'm going to put on there. But I've already on one of the radio stations. I am live on Wednesday at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I'm going to put some more shows on there, but it's it's in the works. Add more stuff to the studio here. It's just... The other platforms, I got no value whatsoever. I downloaded all my videos and pictures from all of them, put them in a folder. I got me a NAS, a backup, and I just threw them all on there. Them chapters in my life, it's gone. I want to write more books and I can't do that because all the interruptions I get across all the platforms. I don't need it. I just need it plain and simple and YouTube podcasts and radio stations seems to be what works for me and that's where I'm going to stay. And if you want to see where and listen to the radio station main my main channel or my main place to find all my information is in the description of my videos on entrepreneur box you'll find my radio station different ones my website i mean all of that is in the description of the videos on my youtube channel under entrepreneur box so go check it out Another thing I don't understand why it happens, why people do it, and it's not just one business, it's different businesses that I've ran and owned, a heat and air business, computer repair store, now a whiz business, people will call you when they have an issue, call you three times in 15, 20 minutes, leave a voicemail. Call me, call me, call me, call me. And then about 10 minutes later, you call them back, you get their voicemail. I'm not going to keep calling them back. I'm just going to leave that one voicemail. And when I get up with them, finally, maybe three or four hours later, oh, I laid my phone down. I'm thinking if it's important enough, you call me three times in 20 minutes. Don't you think it'd be uh, kind of important to keep your phone in your pocket or your hand? So when I call you back, you can actually answer the freaking phone. But that's the kind of people that I don't rush to call back if they ever call again. I mean, I can help you, but you've got to communicate. 
you know, on my time, not your convenient time. You want me to call you back? Keep the phone at hand. Don't matter where you're at. And like I said, I love traveling and I want to travel more. I love driving. It's kind of becoming more expensive to, to travel or even drive now because of the gas prices. But I love doing things like I do Uber Eats because I love the town I was born and raised in and I know the area. And from time to time, I will drive that hour to get there and be there start like 11 o'clock in the morning till like 9 o'clock at night just to be able to ride around and pick up food and deliver it to people possibly say hello to them if they actually meet me at the door just to be able to ride around and see what's going on in the town what's new you know what they're building here and that was not there when i lived there and all because wilmington seems to be just growing like crazy it always has but i like to keep going back from time to time and just see what's new because i never know what part i'm getting going to get to see because I don't know where the orders are going to come from but sometimes I just go in to a coffee shop and just sit back and just think of things that have done in the past in in that town when I was raising up in there you know when I'm younger and going to old neighborhoods and some neighborhoods you know not even there anymore or they've grown so big that they don't even look the same. Ride by my my daddy's house, mom and daddy's house, you know, from time to time. Just, you know, go back into memory lane. And things the way they used to be compared to what they are now and how messed up they are now. And talking about Uber Eats, I've seen so many drivers on youtube making videos like well i'm not gonna take this order because it's only three or four dollars for like five miles well you got to put yourself in the shoes of the one that's placing the order for that food that means it's going to take longer for them to get their food. What if you order something. And somebody says well that's just too far. I'm not going to deliver it. That means you're going to have to wait. To get your food even longer. And what if two or three drivers do that. Because if you refuse. A order. It goes to somebody else. As long as the customer don't cancel it. And then if that one says. Nope I'm not taking it. It goes to another. It can go to four people. And it can be two hours. And they still haven't got their food. Most likely they're going to cancel. That's one thing I don't do. I don't cancel orders. I don't refuse any orders. Regardless how long drive it may be. At whatever cost it says it's going to pay me. And I've had it where I've driven like eight miles to get I think it was just a little um, number one meal from McDonald's and the customer 
actually made a comment says you're the first one that got it here this quick usually it takes over an hour for us to get a delivery made here i think it, i think it was like they said about like 35 40 minutes i was there i said well i don't refuse any order i take them all i got a tip three times more than what the meal cost in cash so it paid off for taking that order even though it was only like eight miles for very little money up front it was but by doing that the customer appreciates it enough to pay that extra so you never know the opportunities if you close the door before you go through it you never know what's on the other side of the door unless you actually open it and go so many opportunities you have passed up if you never open the door and if you go through the door and that door gets closed on its own because there was no opportunity as it says one door closes another door opens and I've seen so many drivers, they sit, they sit there refusing this one. Nope, that's not good enough. Refuse another one. Nope, not good enough. Refuse two or three. And then they complain because they sit there for another hour and not getting any more orders. Well, you just had three. Uh, <laughs> that uh, kind of contradicts what you're doing there. It's about like man on the roof. In a flood, a little man comes with a uh, John boat with a little five-horse motor, boat motor on it. Say, hey, you need a lift? Nope. I asked the Lord to help me, and I'm just waiting for the Lord to help me. He's all right. So he goes on by. Guy comes by with a canoe. Say, hey, you need a lift? And water's getting higher and higher. Nope. I asked the Lord to help me. I'm just waiting for the sign of uh, the Lord helping me helicopter came by and dropped the rope he said nope nope he waves and says nope i'm just waiting and his whole house gets flooded all the roof and everything he drowns he gets to heaven he said lord i asked you for help and i never saw you help come down and help me he said well i sent a little john boat a canoe and i sent you a helicopter what else you want you got to see opportunities when it's staring you in the face. A lot of people use, uh, I've seen people use uh, the app called, uh, what is it, Upside. Where you can get cash back of the money you spent to get gas. Not only you look and see you get the most back you can look through the app and find the lowest cost it may not be the biggest payback but it will be the lowest up front that you're going to pay and you're going to get a little bit back as well so you may go over here and get 12 cents per gallon cash back and it say it's going to cost you five dollars when you get that cash back but over across the street another one you might only get three cents a gallon but after you get that three cents it might be 
$4.90. So you can actually see not where you get the most money back, but you'll see the lowest price that you will pay and you can shop around with that app. Now, not all gas stations are actually in that app, but it's getting to be more and more in there and not only they do gas they do restaurants it may be a restaurant that you normally don't go to but you might like their food and you can get some of your money back you can go in there and have a meal and see how much it costs you and get money back and see if it, how much it is costing you per head per person there's different apps you can use to save you money you might not just like the uh, upside you might not go get the one that gives you the most back you want to get the lowest overall like yeah this might give you 12 cents this only gives you three cents but at the end after you get your money back the three cents you're paying less per gallon so it's a good app even if you never use it other than just scroll through and see what gas prices are in that area it has gps in it so you can say near me and it will find all of them then you can scroll and find the lowest cost gas in that area before or after you get cash back it will show you what the gas price is and you say you get three cents then it shows you how much you actually going to end up but even if you don't set up account in the app to use it you still able to see where the lowest price is so you got to use things that is easy accessible to you and most of them are free to be able to save as much as we can until we get all this mess that's been going on inflation back to reasonable prices I mean, I built a few things at the house I was at before I moved here and I still had all the receipts for it and I added up how much it would be. Then I went on to Lowe's and tried to order exactly the same material. It was four times the cost, four times the cost to get the exact same project done now than it did like three years ago four years ago it is something's got something's got to give and get it back the way it was or there's going to be a lot of people hurting financially and it just trickles down to other things crime rate and all is going to go up because people are going to be flying off the handle do things that they know that they normally wouldn't do they're going to act before they think so get out there and vote make a difference and voting can change all of what i've talked about bitcoin inflation social media censoring gas prices i mean just about everything i talked about can be changed 
by just voting the right people in. Voting makes a big difference in this world as long as you don't cheat. But that's all I have for this podcast. Thanks for listening. And I'm going to do more. I know this is a long one, but that's what I want to do is podcasts and YouTube and my radio stations. So go check out Entrepreneur Box on YouTube and you can see where all these places are that I'm going to be. And you can even go on the description of the videos. And if you want to support me while I'm doing all this, you can buy me some coffee on there. There's a link where you can buy me some coffee, which if you watch any of my videos, if you know me, I love my coffee. I drink coffee like fish drinks water. So until the next podcast, thank you for listening and have the greatest day you can with all the chaos that's going on. And I'll talk to you in the next podcast.